Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to another episode of Awesome People. I feel like it's been so long since I've had a chance to have a little chit chat. The, the last one that we had was um, memorable. It was fun. I've had the pleasure of having candid, thought-provoking conversations with uh, Andy Madadian, Vita Milanian, Tehran Ghasri, uh, Farzi Loco, uh, DJ Bliss. Uh, I feel like the Maz Jabrani, the list can go on and on. Um, and you know the, the list of awesome people continues to get added on. And before I mention who tonight's special guest is, tomorrow it's a hilarious comedian, Amir K. On Saturday night, it's the up and coming comedian entertainer, Nima Naz from Canada. A lot of great people, great individuals doing a lot of wonderful things. And that leads me to tonight's special guest. It is a, a dear friend of mine of 11, 12 years, always a sweet soul. Her name is Hale Gianni. She's a founder of 505 Living and is a certified life and relationship coach. Uh, and with over a decade of uh, in practice, she helps her clients uh, understand their natural behavior, perception, tolerance, and communication styles so that they can live a more authentic life. And there is nothing more authentic that I hope for our conversations in every single episode of Awesome People, which is why I'm so happy to introduce to you the lovely and the fabulous Hala Gianni. Hi, Hala Jun. Hello, how are you, Iman? Straight out of San Diego. How you doing? Yes, I'm doing pretty well. It's nice and sunny here. We got our wonderful weather back after a few days, actually, weeks of rain. So I'm was, doing oh, the, oh, yeah, I heard there was a drizzle. <laughs> it was more than a drizzle, really, this time. <laughs> you but, guys walk out on an umbrella when it drizzles? Right. Exa I do. I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> But it's it's great. It's wonderful. I'm working from home and making the most out of this time. So I'm that's, glad to be here with that's you. That's beautiful. What's the symbol of the moon before we really get started? Your symbol necklace. of the moon on my necklace? I just yeah. I just love it. I don't know. My grandfather named me Hale, and as you know, Hale means halo. And uh, there was a backstory that he he looked up into the sky and, and he saw the halo around the moon and. That's how he came up with my name, so. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, actually speaking of moon, I remember the conversation we had on the phone five, six months ago, and it was actually the day where, what was it? It was a full moon, it was like. But it was something special, it was like the last full moon of the, what was it again? It was a yeah, very important day. It was day. like a, a pink moon or something, it was something different. Pink moon, yeah, and and it was, I remember there was a, there was a whole meaning behind it, and I, I remember I took a picture of it, screenshotted it, and. Uh, there was something about the alignment of the stars and the moon about that special date a few months ago. Um, so yeah, so how, how have you been adapting to what's going on in this world right now? I'll get to the career and everything about work related, but just want to know how you, as a longtime friend of mine, have been um, you know, going through these turbulent times. Well, you know, just like a lot of people, I've um, the first initial reaction was, oh, okay, no problem. Let's just bring the, the work life out of the office into home. Let's get the groceries and all the stuff um, piled up and ready to go. So, you know, it, it's a cyclical thing. We, I've, like so many other, been going through ups and downs and, and plateauing. Okay, I got this. I'm getting used to this. And then there are moments where you're like, okay, when is it going to end? When do we get back to our regular lives? And, yeah. you know, missing friends and family and my clients and all of that. So I think it's just, it's been, um, it's been an interesting, to say the least, path, uh, journey. You know, it, it's a new path. It's a new way of life. It's a new way of responding. And I'm taking it as a, as a, as a way to challenge myself to look for opportunities and ways that I can grow in the midst of this chaos. You know, I was actually um, thinking that in the situation, and this is one of the reasons why I really, really wanted you to uh, be a guest in one of my episodes, is that you not only have to combat and 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 grasp this whole new life that we've been kind of thrown into, but you as a life coach and, and relationship coach have almost an obligation, if you may, to kind of like guide other people. And like, we are all kind of going in this blind. I mean, there isn't a single person. We have scientists that are doing their best to determine what's going on, but the reality is there isn't a human being on earth that we can put all our money on to be like they have it all figured out. We all are just kind of going at it day by day. So there's two things I would love for you to do. For you to first explain uh, what it is that you do, uh, because I feel like there's a lot of maybe lack of clarity as far as exactly what a 
um, life and relationship coach does. And then two, how you've had to like combat this whole like, man, I got to get my shit together while I get other people's shit together. You know, so tell me. Exactly. So that's a great question. So listen, a life coach is, is, you know, we're all human, right? Just because I've learned certain things and I have some tools and techniques that have been helpful, it doesn't mean that I'm exempt, that, that I don't get to respond. Um, and that's, that's how you know that you have that self-awareness and that you can check in with yourself. And that understanding of like, look, there are some economical impacts here. They're all, you know, obviously health impacts. There are things we have to be aware of, but there's the psychological and emotional side to it. So if I can check in with myself and have a very direct uh, perspective on things and know how to feed what I need to get uh, myself back into a state of neutrality, first and foremost, before we can jump into op optimism, mm -hmm. um, then I know that I am doing what I need to do to show up for other people and to help bring them into a state of neutrality and clarity and optimism and all those wonderful things. Because that's ultimately what a life coach is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, the title itself is pretty vague, as you said, it's somewhat broad. Not a lot of people understand what life coaches are and what they do, because it's a different angle and different perspective than therapy, traditional therapy and clinical work. So the job of a life coach, my profession, calls for um, helping people make the most appropriate decisions for themselves, helping mm -hmm. them come from a place of empowerment, recognizing when they're losing energy and what they can do to reverse it to actually gain energy. Okay, so because when we're a state of energy drain, it shuts off our creative thinking, our problem solving mindset, the ways that we actually can get inspired to make the necessary changes, to improvise, to get back on our feet and to bounce back and, and create a new reality for ourselves. So that's what a life coach does. The relationship piece of it is also a key component because everything comes down to our relationships. The quality of our relationships do dictate the quality of the life that we live. So that's why they kind of go together. We can't separate them. And that is really important, especially right now that we are having to really look at our relationships differently, especially that a lot of people are at home with their, you know, family members and people that we For better or worse. For better or worse, you know, we used to we used to get a break from each other, and that's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy to go away, have some distance between you and and the person you absolutely love. But knowing that you know you're going to go back to them. Right now, we are in each other's space all of the time. That that naturally challenges us to um, to think better, to think differently. So I I um, admittedly, you know, in, in my younger days really just thought I had everything figured out and later on realized that, oh my God, I don't. And there was a time, and I think I even told you on the phone that, you know, I wasn't such a big believer of these type of, you know, self-help classes or books or uh, individuals, you know? And like, so I remember even you when 11, 12 years ago, you were getting into this. I was a little bit skeptical about like, well, okay, well, how does she, she has it all figured out? You know, like that was always my mentality. So I have a two-part question. My first part question is that, would you say that everybody who's a life coach has probably had some incredible challenges that then they learn a lot from it and then they decide to now let me help other people? And then two, you in your bio even mentioned that um, you know it was during the, the prime of your engineering career that you experienced significant light changes that that drew you towards the personal development and you know and and this is where like this body of wisdom wisdom and transformed you in ways beyond your imagination. Can you kind of like speak to how like if first of all is that really what a lot of people who are life coaches kind of derive from is from their own personal challenges and would you like to kind of share what kind of was the catalyst for you and how you got into this career so imanjan life coaches come from all walks of life right because some some recognize that they've learned 
specific tools and techniques along the way that have helped them with their decisions, with their careers, with their relationships. And therefore they package it in a, in an online module, let's say in a, in a one-on-one -on -one sessions type of thing. And they share that wisdom that they've gained through their journey with others. Mm -hmm. um, and that's valid and that there's, there's, um, you know, value in that. And there is uh, wisdom that one can extract from that. However, what I realized is that when I was going through my own personal transformation, but I didn't know to call it that, it was when I was um, in my engineering career. That's what I went to school for. I started working with startup software companies and, and you know, it was exciting at the time. 10 years, you know, when was it more than 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it was the, the profession to have to go into um, technology, right? And so... Then that led to me going through some personal changes, relocation, you know, questioning some of the, the most significant decisions I've made for myself in my life. And I realized that I need to I need to find ways to keep my own head above the water, you know, that that what I knew wasn't enough. So I started looking into a lot of personal development work, you know, different. I, I don't want to name people, but different modalities and different experts um, out there that were giving seminars and talks and I was looking into all of them and I realized that's all great and wonderful but I needed something that was more personalized you know and so then I had already exhausted all options in terms of therapy as well and I took some valuable knowledge out of it but I still couldn't get all the pieces of the puzzles together and it wasn't until I came across a, a very scientific tool, a scientific measurable assessment of my own natural dispositions, behavior that was coming from a different place than my past, my upbringing, my culture, my heritage, and all of that. And I was really intrigued by that. I was very, very interested to know what is the science behind why we do what we do the way we do them. So... I had no idea life coaching was in the horizons for me. I had no idea there was a, there was such a thing anyway. It was more to gain the knowledge I needed to make a better life for myself, my son. You know, I wanted to do better. I wanted to be better. And that ended up being the catalyst for me to dive more into this body of knowledge that I ended up tra getting trained in. It was a curriculum that actually certified life coaches that were interested in understanding human behavior from a broader perspective. So while I was in my tech jobs, I used to go to school. I went back to school after my master's. I started to learn. So that training coupled with my own personal story and my own personal background, culture, essence, past, all of those things kind of combined together um, opened a whole new path for me. I started talking to my fellow engineers, my directors and VPs and CEOs, and they were coming to me for guidance in terms of how to better connect with their colleagues and their spouses. That naturally led to then me having to do this full time because there was a need for it. Results were, were showing real positive impact. Yeah. And boom, 505 Living was birthed. <laughs> And, and so, yes, I, I was actually going to ask you, like you were first uh, a senior software test engineer and, um, you know, it was, you know, you got your master's in communication. What was it a huge leap of faith for you, for you to now just go start your own business and a business like life coaching, which, you know, you didn't really go to, you know, there was like no training ground for it other than a little bit of what you were doing in like online seminars, I guess. But was that, was that difficult for you to do? And like, considering that you are originally from Iran and you know you know you had you had you had the career and now you're going after like entrepreneurship in this type of field how how was how was how were those challenges met it was an absolute leap of faith i am not going to <laughs> a thousand percent you know yeah. absolutely because you know coming from a a persian background you know, it, it's ingrained in us to pursue something academically and something that's substantial, solid that you can stand on. And right. engineering, you know, medicine, law are, are very typical um, that are out there. Everything else kind of falls in between. So initially I was going down the path of, of medicine, 
then I realized I didn't like to be around blood. So naturally fell into engineering and went after that, <laughs> you know, but I realized that even though there were aspects of my career at the time that I actually really enjoyed, but I literally felt like I was in a cage. I was getting, I was being suffocated. My wings were just kind of like clamped together. And the, the sort of like the passion of what the future could bring about far outweighed the pain of staying in the present and, and stagnant and feel like mm. I'm just a hamster in a hamster wheel, you mm. know? So then I did take that. It was a leap of faith. It was this like really going all the way in um, with my belief, my faith, my, my um, making some positive projections, right? I, I sort of closed myself off to any negative, negative what ifs because I knew the second I go down that path, I, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't make the necessary jump that I needed to make. So, uh, you know, it's different for everybody. I really needed to do that. It does take patience, incredible amount of patience, an incredible amount of belief in your own power, continuing to empower yourself. Uh, because, you know, the whole thing is it comes down to I needed the person that I am for someone else back then. And I couldn't find that person. So I committed myself to being that. That's beautiful. I love that. I mean, you be, I mean, that's the best way for you to be a good teacher by first putting yourself in the, in the place of a student and saying, what do I want my ideal teacher to be like? And then you go execute and being that teacher that you are being right now for, for some of your students. Um, what I would love to know next is, do you think that... Um, Right, right now, is there like an influx of individuals that are turning to you and um, are it, like, have you noticed a surge in more people contacting or is there like a financial component that is pre preventing people from contacting? I'm just wondering right now as like a, as a business owner that provides this service, which I would think is extremely valuable to a lot of people. I mean, I saw a graph today that I posted on Instagram about how you can be in a fear zone, in a learning zone, or like in a growth zone, you know? And like, I just, I know myself that I've been working my ass off to make sure that ever since this happened, from day one, that me and my team are in a learning and a growth zone. And, but not a lot of people are, I think, taking full advantage of that. But if they speak to people like you, I'm sure that you guide them towards that way. So are there, is there more people that are reaching out? Like, do you recommend people to reach out to other people that are struggling right now? So it's interesting because I have already I have I've been working with clients that were in existing packages with me. So we just basically carry on mm -hmm. and I do offer my services on. I was offering services online anyway. So some of my clients that were local ended up transitioning to online sessions and then the remote ones, nothing changed for them. In fact, they're the ones that actually do want to have more sessions and they want to add more to what their existing um, you know, frequency of meeting with me was. In terms of new uh, services and people reaching out, it's been, it's very interesting because I'm just now seeing people reaching out and it was a slow start. And I think the reason for that yeah. is that people were waiting, you know, when it's something of this caliber, what it does to people on a subconscious level is that it freezes you up right? It closes you, you're tense, you're tight, you're fearful, you're worried. These are natural primal reactions to something of this caliber, right? So a lot of times people are looking at like, okay, what about my finances? What, what types of things do I need to juggle? And what's essential? What's not? Exactly. What's an extra nice to have expense? But now they're realizing that the, the psychological and emotional impact that this is having on people is starting to surface. And it's actually, uh, it, it's, it's even worse than the virus itself, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, it's starting to brew in every home, every interaction, every relationship. So there are people that are quarantined thinking that they're safe from the virus and they're taking all the precautionary measures, social distancing, washing their hands, going to the grocery store with gloves and masks and everything. But just because they're at home, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're, they're, immune, to they're immune and they're in a good place because fear and anxiety and, and you know, that, that contraction, that tension is starting to 
to put a toll on their clarity of the mind, the heaviness that they feel. You know, what I've done with even friends and family recently is that we do like little dance sessions. We do poetry sessions. We do things where we're not talking about what is happening. And that is not to be passive and be indifferent of, you know, what's going on. It's because you have to empower yourself. And, and it's really interesting because the way we self-empower and self-soothe and self-love is through some of the most accessible, beautiful things that humanity has um, access to, and it's at their fingertips, and it's art, creativity, music, poetry, dance, you know, movement of the body and the mind and the soul gets the juices going, right? Because if you're sitting put on a couch watching the news, giving you projections and curves and subjective data and suggestions and because really 5% of the news is actual news every day. The rest of it is just this recycled opinions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what the human mind does is that once you're on the receiving end of it, it paralyzes you. It paralyzes your spirit. It crushes you. So what I've done is through music and and, you know, it has a ripple effect because then a lot of my existing clients, even friends and family, are reaching out to somebody who they know who's struggling on an emotional, mental level. And they'll say, hey, I think you need to reach out to this person who's going to help you get through this. Um, and so it's not because they have a psychological disorder of any kind or behavioral um, stuff. It's a normal thing to want to self uh, empower yourself to be able to get to that position where you can move creatively in in this chaos. <laughs> what, what what do you think or what have you observed as being the one thing that is happening right now to individuals that you are most concerned about? Like the one thing that you're like, that you wish that you could help as many people like immediately, like, you know, the, the fast bleeding somewhere, like where do you see the most amount of bleeding coming out of the emotional and psychological aspect of a human being? You know, it's different for people. We may see some commonalities, but it's really hard to say, you know, the majority this and the, the minority that. And, and so much of what I do is so individual based. And that's why the assessment that I use in my practice is given to each person who wants to work with me. So then I understand exactly how that individual is responding, what mm -hmm. is draining to them, and really what techniques and, and tools would be beneficial to them in the moment, right? Because a lot of, you know, people are individually having to deal with this and perceive this in their own way. And, you know, some start to go inward and start to really become fear-based. Mm -hmm. Others are um, worried about the aesthetics of, you know, they can't get, uh, you know, their... Uh, the roots taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like some people are like worried that they, you know, the, their body, you know, they're eating a lot and they're putting on weight and that is the source of their energy drain. I mean, it goes beyond the immediate thing that we, that we want to think that it's all monetary stuff. Right. It's not that people's money is is the main concern, even though it appears that way. But it's these little things like within a household, you have some individuals that are extremely fussy and OCD and very meticulous. And you have some that are kind of messy and and aren't unorganized and they leave things behind. Right. And then so if you got family <laughs> members like that at home, that incompatibility becomes the main source of their tension. Yeah. Right. So but what what do they do if they don't really know that that is the cause of it? They attach it to something else and then they start to become reactive or they they bicker back and forth. They start to bring up some past stuff that isn't going to help them. So my whole thing is, look, everyone's different, but it's self-awareness is is critical during a time like this. And one way to look at the the sort of the the negative thing is, is inevitable, it's happening. But if you can look at it from a different perspective, if it can inspire an individual to, to take their self-awareness to the next level, because everybody's self-aware, right? right? But it's all right. about the evolution and the journey of growth and expansion. 
And if we can do that, we might, who knows, come up with, you know, more innovative ideas, changing the structure of our businesses, changing the way we relate to others. You know, it is like Einstein said, necessity is the mother of all inventions. If we can just use this as like, okay, what's needed out of me, not just out of my business, to grow and to evolve and to be a better person, then then that's what, what I'm here to do, to help people <laughs> with. Beautiful. I love it. We're going to take a one minute break as Brandon puts on a little promo. And when we come back, Hala, I want to, I want you to kind of share with me um, a few things that maybe like we should be like doing like a little self check um, of like the mind, body, soul to just make sure that we are in a good state of mind, body and soul. I don't know if you guys do that kind of stuff, but I'm just thinking like maybe there's some things that we don't even realize that we're going down the wrong path. So instead of hitting a wall, perhaps there's some things that you can kind of uh, suggest. So we'll go to a little uh, break real quick and when we come back, try to answer that question. Need some space? Introducing the Space Stick. Perfectly crafted to keep you exactly six feet away from others. Your order will also include the body grip to free up your hands to enjoy that OJ. Order now for just $9.99. All jokes aside, now more than ever, you need to be mindful of your health, look out for your loved ones, and take social distancing seriously like we are right now. With your free time, we encourage you to invest in yourself personally and professionally. And that's what we're here for. As experienced business, branding, and video content specialists, we want to help you create a strong foundation to withstand the storm. And since we're all in this together, we want to offer you a free coaching session. We would love to help everyone, but unfortunately with limited bandwidth, we're only able to select a few businesses. So click on the link below and in our bio for more information and to apply now. Let's unite and conquer. All right, welcome back everybody to Awesome People. I am with Hale Gianni, she is a her uh, a life and relationship coach. And Hala, I was just kind of asking you that, you know, if we were to get like a little tune up right now uh, or like a self checkup kind of stuff, what are the things that we should be, you know, paying attention to? What signs of like, hey, you need to be careful. You need to, you know, scale things back a little bit. What advice do you have in that regard? So it's very simple. It's a pyramid. It's a triangle. We live in the third dimension. Everything is governed by the law of three, and it is mind, body, and spirit. Everything is broken into, into um, forms of threes. We have morning, noon, and night. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We have three trimesters of pregnancy. We have three strikes, you're out. Three times the charm. Three warnings, you're fired. <laughs> I could go on and on. It's just to show you that that. Three, it is mind, body, and spirit, and everything is connected, okay? So if we look from the, from the sort of the, doesn't matter what's on top and what's on the bottom, but if you look at the top in terms of the mind, it, it's a really good, I mean, it could be a checklist of people asking themselves, what have I been feeding my mind, mm -hmm. right? What types of information and content am I exposing myself? Because we are like sponges, you know, and, and words have wings and they create things we they come to us and they create our reality so if people are watching a um, ton of news if they are engaged with uh, others in conversations that are very doom and gloom and are very projection um, uh, sort of focused or very negative focused those things are seeping into their body Right. So check right. in with yourself and create a balance. I'm not saying completely shut off yourself from what is going on, because that also help could help us be more empathetic, being informed, but creating that sort of realization within yourself of how much content is necessary and expose yourself to something that's a little more beautiful, that's a little bit more uplifting. You know, mm -hmm. that's why I was saying poetry and music can do that for us as well. From a body perspective, we need to make sure that we um, are aware of how we fuel our body. Okay, nutrients are incredibly important. Supplements, vitamins, minerals. You know, there's not a lot of talk, unfortunately, on mainstream media about how to boost your immune system. And right. I wish 20 minutes a day on any network could have been dedicated on how to how to take care of your own immunity, how to strengthen yourself. You know, there. 
a lot of ways we can do that. I mean, we're all cooking pretty much at home for the most part. So why not take charge of realizing what kinds of vitamins and minerals, which is really basic. You need vitamin C, you need vitamin A, you need vitamin D, and you need zinc, and you need vitamin E. So if you can get these from basic foods, which are, you know, your lentils and your carrots and your ginger and your garlic, then you actually can boost your immune system. So checking in with how you feel your body. If you're sitting mm. on the couch eating chips and crackers and cookies all day, naturally you're not giving your body the nutrients it needs to fight off any kind of virus, not just the coronavirus, I mean anything, mm. right? From the spirit soul perspective, it's kind of connected to the rest of it too, because when your body's well nourished, when your mind is exposed to more beautiful, uplifting, creative, free-flowing content, your soul from within starts to show up differently. You know, all of a sudden you become more forgiving of others' mistakes, which we all need to be a little more forgiving these days. Yeah. You know? All of a sudden you start to feel more inspired to pick up that pen and paper and start to write some ideas down, go online and sign up for a master class or for life coaching or for something that will help you push you, inspire you and encourage you. But you can't get there from a from a point of, you know, low mind and low body. Yeah. Right. So there, if, if people can just like attend to it and it's, it's not going to cost anybody anything. It's not going to take anything away from you. In fact, it's going to then put you in a completely different paradigm. So then you can move a little easier in the midst of this storm. You know, like I just before, and I remember telling you this as well, for about in like 2018 going to 19, it was probably the two of the toughest years that I went to from a business standpoint, just professional standpoint, like, you know, hitting an abyss. Right. And one of the first things that I did, which I now recommend to anybody that I talk to, and I try to repeat it as much as possible on these episodes, is is doing like a social media purge and you know getting rid of anybody or any page that was bringing me negativity that wasn't that wasn't being a nourishment, you know, because I was like, you have control over what is in your palm and that you're digesting with your phone, you know, and so I just I took full advantage of the unfollow button. And then I started following every page that had positive messages. And then I, I was like, man, I want to share this positivity with other people. And then I realized that it was actually being reciprocated to me because so many people were appreciating me putting positivity. So what I recommend just from a personal experience, and I think it goes hand in hand with what you're saying, is you know, so, you know, surround yourself with the positivity that you can possibly surround yourself with, whether it's the food or the people or... Uh, the news that you watch, you know, and anything that you consume, essentially, it has an incredible impact. It had it on me, and I hope that it has it on other people as well. Um, the one thing that I did want to address, because you were going in three, 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 threes, there is one thing that comes in fours that we have a lot in common about. We've never really talked about it in detail, but that is four quarters in the NBA, and we both have somebody that, you know, we lost Kobe Bryant, and I remember that, you know, I, I, just, I just always knew that he had a profound impact on you. Um, and, you know, he was a very strong-willed, positive person. And, like, I've been following Vanessa Bryan's post, which right now, to me, she just seems to be one of the most strongest human beings in the world to be, you know, going through that. Just to kind of, like, digress a little bit, tell me the impact that Kobe Bryant had, had on you and, and what you think about the positivity that he was bringing and the work ethic that he was bringing into the world. Ooh, that's a, oh, let me regroup <laughs> <Sorry>. myself. <laughs> okay, so I grew up um, for the most part in Los Angeles. My father's been a diehard Kobe fan since like his, or good Laker fan and then a Kobe fan. I mean, way mm -hmm. before from, uh, you know, early 70s or something. And, and I grew up uh, around basketball. Basketball has, has been in our home forever. And and Kobe Bryant, you know, when he joined the Lakers, like he's around my age, we kind of grew up together in, and right. uh, being in LA and it's just, and then watching him grow and evolve, not just as an athlete, but as a, you know, a mentor, as a motivator to so many. So, you know, it, it's, um, it definitely shook me um, beyond, uh, you know, my own um, awareness of how much impact he's had. And I think what comes up is that 
how dedicated he was to growth, mm -hmm. right? He was the epitome of, you know, of someone who keeps pushing and challenging and refuses to stay the same. I mean, if he achieved something, it was it was more about what's the next level, what's the next level. And I really identify with that. That that really gets me going. And it's like that saying, like, what would Kobe do? I mean, I think that's that's gonna stay alive in a lot of people's Mamba mind. mentality. Mamba mentality, right? It doesn't matter what your profession is. It doesn't matter if you're a restaurant owner, a life coach, a dentist, a dancer, a, a creator of some sort of whatnot. You know, the human mind has the capacity to improvise, right? It, it's it's like we, no matter what the challenges we face are, no matter what um, hardship we have to endure, we have the potential to navigate, to improvise, to move around, to get it going, to, to make something more out of that situation. And I think Kobe has had that impact on me personally. It's um, like, you know, everyone could say that if you're, if you're at all a, a basketball fan or um, have appreciated what he had created and become, you know that you can access that mentality, that mindset that isn't reserved just to a few people, few selected people. It's a capacity exactly. and potential within every single Everybody. human, right? So it goes back to like optimism as well. A lot of times I've seen this in my career and a lot of people that I deal with, if they're used to uh, a habitual way of thinking, which you know, predominantly involves negative thinking. Oh, poor me, you know, everything happens to me, you know, my luck and this and that. There's too much of a gap between where that person is mentally versus the part where we're talking about be optimistic, be hopeful, be, you know, be um, inspired, get going. That gap actually stops that person from making a move because that other mental state is foreign to them. They don't have, it's like, you know, when you travel to a different country and you don't have the palate for their food and you taste their food for the first time, you're like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how this is, is going to settle with me. That, yeah. That's how it is with our mindset as well. So people that are very, you know, habitual, they're, they're kind of like in their own. They can't state. get out of that comfort zone. They can't. It's too unfamiliar to them. Right? Well, is it they can't or they haven't? tested the waters and you have a way to kind of encourage them to do it is that well, what when it i is? say can't it does it's not about their capability it's just mm. like from where they stand it just it's too unfamiliar to them so what do we do we make smaller incremental move in that direction right because right. now what i'm saying like kobe is the, the pinnacle of of mamba mentality push through do not slow down challenge yourself constantly that's wonderful and great but that could be very intimidating to a person who is very closed off and, yeah. and stuck in their way. So we have to open the path. Yes, it's good to have that mentor that you can idolize and use as an example, but it's important to check in with yourself. Be more forgiving. Be more loving. Make a small little sh shift in your day mm. and really milk the joy and the excitement that comes out of that because tomorrow you're going to be more inspired to take an extra step. And right. then by the end of the month, you're 30 steps ahead than what you were at the beginning of the month. So now that you mentioned 30 days, I feel like um, the era that we're going through, we really have to look at things, I mean, really day by day, but I think 30 day increments is a great way to uh, take on this coronavirus. I mean, if you are uh, lucky enough to be healthy and that you're just kind of dealing with making it through these days, you know, like holding on to, the financial parts and you know what am i going to do with work i mean those are if those are your only problems i consider that being blessed and grateful you know because the most tragic part is when your health is being deteriorated or you lose your life obviously so if work and and finances is your only concern you're still amongst the lucky ones so we're going to go to one more break and when i come back i would love for you to kind of give the perfect 30 day plan just short incremental things small things that everybody can do right now uh, especially the ones who um, are kind of like torn as to, is this a time for me to take some bigger steps and really make some changes in my life? Because life is going so fast normally. Mm -hmm. And right now, coronavirus, again, if you're healthy and you're not having these major challenges, right now, that slow time is a great opportunity for you to catapult 
your life and really change the trajectory of your life. So when we come back, I'd love for you to kind of share some of your insight and suggestions in that regard. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to come back with Halajiani. Welcome back, everybody. This episode of Awesome People is, is going by much faster than I would like because I'm enjoying every minute of talking to my dear friend, Hale. Um, Hale, before we went to break, you know, I really just wanted you to share any kind of insights, suggestions, tips for anybody who is looking right now for the next 30 days because there's so much unpredictability. I mean, there's, there's people who are saying that we're going to be out of this in July, August. There's some people that are going to be like, we're in this for the next four years. The point is, going back to how we started off, nobody really knows. And I think that personally, the best thing that I'm doing is taking it day by day. But if I want to stretch it out, I want to plan for the next 30 days. What, is, what are some of the best things that you can think of that every individual can do right now to set themselves up for a successful May, June, July? So first thing I would recommend is, is starting from where you are, really taking an inventory of a realistic inventory of what your present moment looks like, right? And and a lot of times writing it down, getting it out of your head, out of your own cloud, actually then gets you to look at it like, is it really as bad as I thought, as I felt it to be? Is it as serious as I felt it to be? Or maybe I've just been really passive and it actually is a little more serious. But taking an inventory of your own individual current situation, not what the news is telling you, not the projections of what ifs, just in the present moment. I myself had a, a few major things planned in advance. I had a big thing at the LA Convention Center, 10,000 people, you know, on March 21st and 22nd. This was laid out a year ago. That got pushed out. I had something at the Anaheim Convention Center, the Ultimate Woman Expo. That got pushed out. I had these retreats, women retreats in Greece in September that I had poured your, my heart. Your second into, home. You know, my heart and soul into. And, you know, that had to be re-evaluated. So, you know, and again, it's a different thing for everybody, right? Some people have had, you know, major payroll that they had to cut or whatever. Just look at your own personal um, present moment and the impact and what has been, not what could become, but what has been and what is, right? Then start to ask yourself, okay, if I were to create some sort of a timeline as to take one or two things that are pretty significant, meaningful, that you are so connected to, that mean the world to you, and ask yourself, how would you grow that? How would you go about that? Like all of a sudden, the fact that my retreat in September is now being affected, I'm looking at reaching out to different institutions and different, I mean, this whole retreat could turn into something completely different mm -hmm. than perhaps I would have never even thought of had everything worked out as planned, right? So that that is sort of a, a, an exercise that gets you to own, go into more of a neutral headspace so you're not so closed off and your creative channels are not so bogged down then create something that you've made every single person iman has had something in their to-do list that they had never been able to get to because they were too busy going from one meeting to another traffic sitting in traffic you know having you know all kinds of other things that were just extra noise in their life or commitment or competing priorities 
you can go back to your old wish list and to-do list and start pulling a few of them into the timeline of your next 30 days, mm. right? It could be that you wanted to learn a new language or maybe better your speaking techniques in Spanish or German or French or Greek or Persian or whatever. Maybe you can add that and create a little timeline for yourself, create little checkpoints for yourself. That helps your mind with this notion of there's some certainty that I personally can create for myself. It could be that you want to learn a new technique. There are a ton of master classes that people can sign up for and do. There are all kinds of, you know, um, personal development tools. I and mean, some people are reaching out to me because they're saying, look, what would it take for me to learn what you know? You know, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's a beautiful thing to hear because I'm like, wow, that where was this person like when they decided that? You know, right. and that gets me going. That makes me want to roll up my sleeves and go, all right, let's do this. Let's get to work. So, but you have to be in a neutral headspace to be able to do that, to come up with a goal. And it's extremely important that this goal is authentic and meaningful to the person instead of what they think they should be doing. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, go, it goes down to self-care and, and basically just putting yourself and your happiness in front of anything and anybody else. Is, right. that not, is this not an opportune moment for that right now? Absolutely. It could be like with, with eating habits. This is a perfect opportunity for everybody who complain about eating out a lot. And that's how they gain weight and, you know, all the <laughs> processed food and sodium and all that stuff. I mean, look at how much you get to learn. I mean, I myself thought that I really knew about food and what I was nourishing my body with. But I've learned tremendous amount just, just in the last few weeks about nourishment and supplements and minerals and all that and those things are going to be helpful they're going to add to your um to your self-worth to self-confidence you'll be able to use them so tap into what the opportunities present themselves but make sure that those um whatever you gain your goals or things you want to attain are actually meaningful to you they have to be personal they can't just be to satisfy somebody else. Yeah. And that's how you can create a 30-day timeline um, and start to take. It reminds me of a, in this book I read years ago called The Flow of Life. There was a story that um, was a short story about this man that went to Socrates um, thousands of years ago. And, and he said to him, you're the wisest man, Socrates, and people come to you for, for your guidance and advice. And I really, really want to climb Mount Olympus you know, at the time. And he said, I want to be on top of it. And that's just been a, a goal of mine. And so tell me how I can get there. And so Socrates looks at this man and he says, every day, take a step in that direction. <laughs> simple, <laughs> simple, but true words. I but mean. Every day, take one step. And that's what I was saying. If you take one step, like he could have given him all the, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that and your compass and your backpack and your tools just every day take a step in that direction but you'll get there eventually so and i feel like we kind of touched on this in many ways throughout this whole episode but obviously there's a lot of negativity surrounding about what's going on in this world a lot of sadness a lot of tragedy what do you think is the best thing that the world is going to be able to take away from uh covid19 and this era i mean it's still to be determined how it all pans out but given what we've already gone through in this short period of time which seems like months and months but when we think about it it's been only like five weeks it just feels like an eternity what is what is like humanity the world what what is the best thing that we're able to take away from this in your opinion you know it's incredible that this is happening at a time where social media and technology allows us to have a window into each other's living rooms and literally literally you're in Miami I'm in San Diego I mean you can go on social media and instantly see what's going on in different continents different countries yeah. and what how I perceive this is that I'm hoping that once all of this is done and over with humanity realizes that it's one race it is connected it is so much more than our the borders of our countries the stamps on our passports the you know our heritage and the language we speak and all of that that we're just all one and and that you know whatever you, the pain you feel is the same pain that somebody else feels even though they don't share your background and your language and your heritage and all that stuff so the fact that humanity is more connected than what we have maybe perhaps believed 
to be because it's always like, oh, what's going on with me and what's going, you know, judgment. I'm hoping that that judging others will start to go down and love and compassion and empathy and connectivity will start to rise because that what it does, what those emotions and uh, perceptions do is that they rise above all of our um, decisive mental uh, states, which then allow our frequency, our consciousness to go up, which then that's why I'm saying like there is right now in this very moment, the, the best movies are being written, the best books are being written, the best hmm. artistic expressions being created. Yeah. You know, all of these things are happening just because we can't see them. We only see the sufferings and the miseries and the limitations and all that. Let's not lose sight of of um, all this this incredible stuff that's brewing behind the scene. Um, so, so I did want to say something um, that might surprise you. All right. Um, I know that you have um, you yourself are such a busy individual, so compassionate and empathetic. And for years and years, when I uh, met you, you were running exclusively entertainment, and and your whole thing. I mean. I talk about the assessment, but I'm also trained to look at an individual and really scan them from head to toe and know exactly their nature and their natural dispositions. Mm. Yes, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> and I always knew from, from day one that you had this desire within you. It's like in your veins to want to bring a smile to people's faces, whether it's through you understanding them or helping them or supporting them or creating a platform where they get to enjoy each other's company and you know dance has been one way music has been um another way or any type of event that you put it's just such yeah. joyful um parties and and gatherings and the thing that touched me a few days ago was that you were i think it's it's a promo for exclusively entertainment and how you were saying we miss making you dance yeah, that we're, right? we're going to play it at the end of this clip too, but yeah. Oh, really? So yeah. that really touched me when I saw that because I was like, you know, wow. that that's something because that's what you've been doing, what your amazing artists and DJs and, and all that stuff. So, and since I've been making my clients dance and making my family members and friends dance, I'm going to play <laughs> a little song for oh, you, yes. so you get to help other people dance too. And we're just going to move together a little bit. All right. Now this song is, is in Farsi. It's a Persian song. Okay, great. Um, I believe the singer, the artist is in Iran. Um, but I really like the, the lyrics. I love the, the words and I'll play it. Hopefully the quality will, come out good let's hear it i'm sure it'll be fine i wonder what it is okay so and i just realized that the e commercial was already played before this but yes I'm, oh really so oh, that's, okay that's good so they know so they know what they know they knew what you were talking about okay so great. now you don't get to you know people don't miss uh dancing yeah. you bring you're bringing it for us here i love it i can't wait okay here we go oh yes <laughs> Can you hear oh, it? Yeah, oh, that's Kardam. Yes, yes. I hope the viewers are dancing too. I hope you're standing up and moving. Everybody, get up, do a little stretch. I will get up, but I'm wearing shorts, so. It's um, Ali Shmas and Mehdi Jahani. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> so I hope that we get to do more of this. Man, I love it. And actually, so it's perfect that you put in this because we are putting together a live stream festival um, in, in just a couple of weeks. And it's going to include all of our DJs, our musicians. No it's going to be it's an online streamed uh, music festival. So this is like such perfect timing that you're doing it. <laughs> it's a warm up for the festival. It's a warm up. We got to dance. We got to dance. Yeah. And you and know, I appreciate, I appreciate I appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much. I'm sure the viewers loved it too. Yes, yeah, see Persian music, Spanish music, Turkish, Greek, 
you know, the, that Arabic music that you can't help but to get up and move your body. Yeah. And, and nowadays it, it literally doesn't even matter anymore. It's just music is what can bring us, bring, bring us all together. It's amazing. Um, I, I genuinely appreciate you sharing that. That was awesome. Um, okay, so in the last few minutes of every single Awesome People episode, as everybody knows, I like to give the stage to my guests to share whatever it is is in their hearts, whatever positivity they want to project. So the stage is yours, my dear. All right. So we are all collectively experiencing something that was not in anyone's calendar, anyone's vision board. No one had ever predicted that this was going to be a reality. Yeah. It's difficult. It's challenging. Yes, we collectively are finding ways to cope and adapt. My hope is that it's bringing our awareness to places that may have been dismissed, may have been neglected. It's bringing us to this realization of how much self-personal, personal accountability, love, compassion, connections, and taking care of our own uh, mind, our own body, and our own spirit. Um, these are incredible tools that we have access to. These are incredible times where we actually get to exercise uh, what we know, but also reap the benefits of what we get to pay attention to. It's not just about what happens from the outside to us. And we're not only reactive beings, we're also creators. We're not just reactors. And we can create from what comes up from within, not just what challenges us from the outside. So if we can live from within out, we actually can not only come out of this stronger and wiser and more equipped, we actually can create a brand new reality for ourselves that perhaps will far um, expand beyond the old normal and the old reality. And that's what I have sort of um, adapted to myself, this mindset that I um, came to realize a few weeks ago, how important it is to uh, stay empowered, stay uh, motivated, stay inspired, check in with myself, realize when I do need to rest, when I need to um, give myself some time to just simply be, because it isn't about go, 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 being extremely productive. It is also about resting, you know, allowing some time for you to reset and recharge and reevaluate before you move forward. So forgiveness, self-awareness, compassion, and evaluating what your next move is, is are going to be helpful, not just during these times, but um, for the brighter future that is inevitably for all of us. That is perfect. I appreciate that, Harjun. And like, I know that, you know, you, you don't take on too many clients and there's a, an assessment that's taken before they even get to you. But for those of, for, for those people who want to get a hold of you and, and at least try to get the foot in the door and, and, you know, get some assistance through five or five living, please let them know where they can find you and how they can contact you. The best place to go is 505living.com. And if they go to contact, I actually do offer a 30-minute phone consult. It's free of charge. And we get to talk. I will contact you personally. You're not going to talk to anybody else but myself. And we can discuss where you are and, and how I can be of help to you, to your company, to your family. And uh, we'll start from there. I love it. Um, Hala, I can never get tired of talking to you. You bring <laughs> such calmness to people. You give, um, I don't know, it's just like every time I get off the phone or, or, or whatever, even a text conversation, um, life just seems to be more in check. And I hope that you continue to spread that type of uh, energy and, and light to as many people as possible through 505 Living, through all your speaking engagements. And most importantly, I hope that uh, you yourself are as happy as you want other people to be by, by doing this journey that you're doing. So uh, kudos to you for everything that you've done so far. I appreciate your friendship and I appreciate the value that you bring to the world and wish you nothing but the very, very best in health and send my best to Nico and give your entire family a nice hug on my behalf. Thank you so much. I feel the same about you. Keep doing all the amazing work that you're doing and say hi to your family as well. Thank you. I will do. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye.